<laughs> Look swole as shit, don't he? <laughs> Looking good. He did that shit on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, this thing? Yeah. This old thing. This is from the Big House to the Penthouse podcast. Stories of addiction and recovery. <laughs> the lie is dead. We do recover. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From the Big House to the Penthouse, Stories of Addiction and Recovery, with your host, as always, Enrique, Ricky Cruz. And my co-host, Raul Moreno. We have a special guest, Raul. Man, I'm excited about this one. Hey, this is crazy. First and foremost, man, it's an honor to have you on the show. We know you're a busy man, and you have your hand pretty much in everything, bro. (laughs) it's a curse man it's a curse yeah we see it man man hey vincent no this is vincent rocco vargas man i'm sorry i didn't know you're good bro no issues yeah man so how's everything going good good we're uh you know we're we're busy with life man just had a kid you know getting started on other projects it's just good bro everything is good all right yeah man hey do us a little favor man tell us a little bit about rocco yeah, man. Uh, let's see. I played college baseball once, uh, you know, started in Los Angeles, California, where I grew up. Uh, father was an LACD firefighter. Mother was just a hardworking woman. Uh, I played some college ball. And then when that didn't work out, I joined the military. And after the military got out, I joined in law enforcement. And about 2015, I walked away from law enforcement because I started some businesses with some friends and I started to produce movies and decided I wanted to really make a pivot into the entertainment industry. Uh, Now, currently, obviously, on the show Mayans MC and working on several other aspects of my entertainment career, as well as developing projects and writing. Mm. Man, it's so much. Hey, the other day I read your blog post for uh, veterans on November 11th, man. That that was that was some deep, deep, deep stuff you wrote in there. Like 901, 901 days. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, you you had me, man. Um, you know, it's a lot. I did a lot of research. I do a lot of research about people, um, you know, who 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 we have on because you know, you gotta know who you're talking to. Right. Man, um, first and foremost, like we said before, man, thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, we're actually so so I'm sorry, I didn't, I mean, I'm over here stuttering. <laughs> so with, with, as you know, this podcast is about addiction and, and recovery. So it's actually, it's, it's called from the big house to the penthouse stories of addiction and recovery. And we did that because Ricky here was one time in the big house and now he's living life in the penthouse in Houston, you know, so, so uh. he's, he's living the dream after the nightmare, yeah. he's living the dream. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, uh, I don't know about the dream, man, but uh, uh, I mean, you know, life is good. I'm not going to complain, Rocco. Uh, uh, life is good. You know, I've been blessed. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat. Um, it, from going to, uh, you know, doing the institutions and, and uh, which we call, you know, jail institutions <laughs> and death is what, what we call one of the things in our in our in our program, which, you know, uh, the, the I'm a member of the I'm a member of the. Uh, program of narcotics anonymous you know uh um i've been blessed with uh september 1st of this past year with 10 years man uh, what is it a decade a decade yeah, of re- uh, recovery yeah. man i'm gonna tell you it came at a cost Rock- rocco 
it came at a cost for me. And like we were talking earlier, you know, off the record that, uh, you know, I, I, I used to be embarrassed and I'm no longer embarrassed, man. I, 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 I accept, you know, the, the, the things that happened in my life. You know, we were talking about our children earlier yeah. and I appreciate the story you were telling me about your children. And, and I was when a couple of weeks ago, I was telling Raul a story with mine. And when I came back from recovery, uh, my children and I, I still didn't have a home, uh, but my children and I took them to the movies and we went to see Cinderella, some Cinderella show that came out at the time. And after we watched the movie and the lights came back up, they were giggling with each other. like, Hey, dad is still here. <laughs> <laughs> they were all looked at us like, Oh, dad is still here, dude. I used to. And then when the movie started, I used to call my dealer. And I used to meet him at the house, go back to the house and wait for him and, you know, pick up yeah. some stuff, get some stuff, man. And I would go in the garage and then I was, I'm just going to take a couple of hits, you know, and, 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 you know, and blah, 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 blah. I know, man. And I forget about the kids and I order some more, man. And then before they're calling me, hey, uh, dad, you're going to come, you know, you come and where you at? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's not funny. Hey, that's my, that's my experience, man. I don't know. Hey, like I tell my guys that come in, it's like, I don't know if you're like me, if you got what I got, man, I, you know, I, I was, I was out there, man. And, and yes, it was hard for me to, to share that in the beginning with some people that I, that, you know, with new people that I didn't know, but now knowing that my story could help someone else, you know what I mean? To get yeah. out and break into the, into the honesty, into the, you know, to, they say, man, that when you bring things out of the darkness, man, and into the light, you take the power away from it. Yeah, that's the healing, right? That's the healing part of it, man. And you know what, Rocco? I don't know about anybody else, man, but I don't, now that I've got it out in the open, you know, and, and I've put it all out there, nobody can hold anything against me. Nobody can hold a, a, a something over my head. Hey, man, I know this about you. And I know that about you. You're, you're, you used to, you know, ba ba ba. Used to da da da. Hey, because it's all out there, man. There's yeah. nothing you can do to me anymore, yeah. because I've shared my story and everything. We were talking. Hey, hey right before it, I'm gonna let you uh, share something with us if you don't mind. But I was telling Raul, I was like, he goes, well, hey Rick, how how bad was your? What, what, what did you do? I was like, well, dude, I don't know, man, but. Um, you know, I, I think we can know we're, we're, we've got a problem when you wake up and I'm from Paraland, I'm from when you wake up in Dallas with two midget prostitutes, you know what I mean? In a hotel, I'm like, um, and, and, and Rose like, sounds like a good time. <laughs> he goes, yeah. Hey, nobody's like, um, Hey dude, is that a true story? I was like, well, the midgets aren't, but the, uh, <laughs> the other part, but uh, you get the point, you know, but, uh, you know, we all have those type of stories, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and on mine. You know, some of them I, I can kid around today because the pain is gone. I mean, I mean, I I don't run my recovery on pain anymore, man. I, mm -hmm. I I've done some step work and I and I work with a sponsor. You know, when I have the urges to, not that I have any, I've had any urges, man. I've been blessed with that. But uh, I have done some things that I'm very ashamed of, and you know, you sharing about the deal about the partying with the with the kids and the, the kids, you know, like us Mexicans. I don't know. Uh, we have this thing in Mexico, the uh, Mexicans that you when he, you throw a kid party, actually, man. The, the kids over there uh, work playing yeah. in the street. We're all over here drinking, you know. Go yeah. drink, 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 you know what I mean? In your blog, Rocco, yeah. I think you said yeah. that exact same thing, man. Like. like you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I want, you know, just uh, break the ice with Rocco. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's uh, it. You know, um, I was kind of tired of not having those memories that I should have for the kids. Right. And, mm -hmm. and tired of telling them like, ah, I don't remember. 
or tired of like waking up and the kids are like you got a hangover and you're like mm-hmm. oh, damn you know yeah. you know i in this life of of everything that's going on with with me and, and kind of the the changes and the growth in that process you know i really started to kind of look at my life and what do i want to be proud of and and you know my legacy is my kids and and trying to be the best leader for those kids right is on. the most important thing for me and part of the things they say in the military, you know, in, in the range of a town is lead by, lead by example. Mm. And if yeah. I was leading by example, the way I was three years ago, uh, I, I'm leading as an alcoholic and I'm raising alcoholics. Mm. You know what I mean? And, right. and, 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 and I'm opening that door to alcoholism that is already so prevalent in my family. Mm. You know, my, my grandfather, he, he died because his liver was, was shutting down, you know, and this is, this is not uncommon in my family. There's many other things I could name, you know, but, Right. You know, how do you stop that cycle? Well, it has to stop somewhere, you know, and for right. me, it was with me. And and on top of that was everything that's happening around me in the veteran community. Uh, again, as, as someone who has kind of been thrown into uh, a, a leader, a leadership role or people look up to in the veteran community, I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to live by example also for them. You know, I, mm-hmm. I travel around the nation speaking to to thousands of veterans about transitioning and struggles. And I always mention the drinking, like, Hey, you guys got to watch your drinking. You know, I, I always tell them like drinking is a big issue for a lot of us, but then right after I'm done, I get off the stage, I go freaking get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. and so it's like, you, my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, man, you're right. You know, like, Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, what a contradiction, you know, I'm telling yeah. man. but like in my head, Oh no, but I have my life under control. The drinking's fine. Mm. You know, and that's not true. It's never true, you know? Right, right. And so, you know, I made that decision a few years back. It's coming up on three years um, that I was going to be sober. And I've been sober um, uh, everything. I don't, I, don't, I don't smoke weed or anything. So it's just alcohol is my only vice. Oh, that's awesome, man. You know, I was telling Raul that uh, I kind of I, I can relate, you know, to you, what you're talking about, uh, you know, being a, a role model and, and, and people that when they look up to us and, and that, you know, we have a certain thing that we have to uh, stand by. But I was telling Raul that when I was, uh, when I first started in recovery, man, I mean, I was broke. You know, I had spent all the money. I, I sold, I had several, you know, I, I had about six collectible cars. I had a nice home and I had my business. And I mean, I smoked it all up, man. I, I smoked it all and snorted it all. I mean, every bit, man. And I did some other things that I'm very ashamed of that I probably couldn't talk about here on this show, right? I, I've talked to him with my sponsor and I processed them, you know, by in the pain that I had and the position I put my, my my kids and my family in. But one thing that, that keeps in mind that, that you were, that res- resonated with me was that when I got into recovery and I was trying to stay clean, I still had my connections in, 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 um, in, in, in South America. You know, I, I that would, you know, we, we, um, I had a connection when I was, you know, I, I was selling drugs too, right? In, in, in my shop. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't get yourself in trouble. No, I won't. No, I mean, hey, hey, these are things in the past, right? Yeah. I mean, there's things in the past. That was, that, hey, that was my, that was my, that was my, um, you know, plus it's over four years. Over two, oh, okay. two years. Yeah, after two years. But I mean, yeah, reciprocity, right? Like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, the, the time is, the time is past. What's it called with uh, Lori Ricker? She's probably watching. But, you know, going into, into, into recovery, man, and being broke, I was, I, this is my, my way of thinking was like, okay, well, you know, okay, I'm going to stay clean, but I'm going to still go ahead and sell some drugs so I can get back on track, so I can get my, so I can, for my family. I said, man, Ricky, how can I, I can't do this and pretend, pretend that I'm this, this law-abiding citizen 
And because I'm not doing drugs, but I'm feeding this crap to the same people that I love and the people yeah. that I'm talking to. How can I tell my children with the same mouth? I had to get honest. You know yeah. what I mean? I had to get honest with the people around me and get honest with more than anybody, Rocco, myself. Myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I have to live with myself. Go ahead. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a crazy thing with like what addiction is and, and, and the, the self-destructive, uh, you know, kind of characteristics we do, you know what I mean? And when you get rid of one vice, you try and you find another and, and, you know, and all we're doing is trying to heal some kind of trauma, some kind of internal, you know, uh, uh, some kind of hole we're trying to fill, you know what I mean? And, and obviously alcohol and drugs never fill that hole, but it, it's just this endless cycle of just, you know, it's just the downward si spiral. And so it's, you know, trying to find that answer, right? How do you, how do you fill that void without destroying your whole life? And, and you know, for, for a lot of guys, you know, counseling and, and all these other things that help with addiction. And uh, it's, it's crazy to see <clears throat> that it's very similar. So like we talked earlier, right before this, like, how come I'm so busy? Like I have my hands in all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. That's, that's mm -hmm. another one of my things. Like if I'm not busy, it's idle hands, right? If I'm not busy, trust me, I start feeling depressed. I start, yeah. You know, I, there's, so I find more things. And when I don't feel, have enough on my plate to do, I create another thing that's going to put more on my plate. And if my mind's not going, mm -hmm. then, uh, then I start wanting to just, you know, self-destruct. Like, I'll, I'll blow this whole thing up. Forget it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I kind of stay on this thing where I give myself these missions, right? I give myself these tasks and, and I try and complete them and I complete them and I complete them. And that's why you like you look at my life and research. It's like just crazy as hell. It looks like you know I, I'm ADD jobs, right? I've had every job you can think of. I'm done. I've done all, right, right. But that's my that's another one of my issues, right? That's another mm -hmm. one of my addictions. I kind of keep filling my plate with too much, and you know I'll figure that out one day too. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you know that I kind of that that uh, that happens to me a lot too, Rocco. I, I I tend to to find myself. I keep my I. I tell myself that I enjoy staying busy. Mm -hmm. Idle time for me, man. It, my mind starts clicking. It starts, and, and I start drinking. I start drinking. It's not drinking. I start thinking some crazy <laughs> shit, man. I start thinking that things are, people are talking about me that are not even, my sponsor had to tell me, look, Rick, you're not that important, man. Yeah. <laughs> look, you're not that important. <clears throat> people aren't talking about <clears throat> you. If you have an issue with someone or it, it's probably just you. Yeah. People go on with their lives. If you had an issue with somebody that you were talking, arguing with or whatever, probably the chances are they're, they, they're over it and you're still stuck. Yeah, we do that. We do that. We need to do that. Yeah. yeah we start to think, you know, I, I've seen my friends hanging out. I'm like, man, they didn't invite me, man. What yeah. Did, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Exactly. What did I do? And then you're starting to question yeah. like, man, they even friends. Like, what is a friend? Yeah. Like, dude, it's <clears> endless, bro. So I've kind of put a lot of energy into writing. And, mm. and the writing has been a, a therapy for me as much as, as much as freaking acting, right? Like, you know, mm. you guys see on TV, we're acting big old dudes, scary looking dudes, tattooed dudes, dudes have been in prison, all acting. And uh, I don't think you guys realize how therapeutic that job is for us, right? It's mm. therapy. It's we all grew up macho and Latino. And, and, and you, if you cry, you're, you're, you're a girly, right? Or you, yeah. you, know, you get called like a pussy, whatever the case, yeah, right? all these right. things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have permission to cry when you're young, you know, and, and still to this day, it's kind of one of those things, you know, and you, you have emotion on film. It's okay. Cause that's what the character tells me to do with my job, you know, and, and what, what you guys don't realize is that is so healthy for us. You know, it's been healthy for me. It's been part of my recovery. It's been part of my healing uh, trauma from post-traumatic stress and military and things like that is acting right. Is being able to, you know, giving permission to, to feel again, you know, and mm. that's something, you know, Emilio, Emilio Rivera, 
he's uh one of my mentors bro you know he plays marcus alvarez on mayans you know he's just an idol but that dude was he was he's he sober as well i believe it was 30 something years or 30 wow. years just recently he's, he's powerful but his story was so many years of being in the street and doing his thing he got into acting and the one thing his acting coach told him you know was was let it go like mm. just you know and he said that acting coach showed him how to be human again mm. and, and and when he said that i was like i got emotional because i like yeah. Damn, bro, you're right. Because that's what it did for me, right? This it shows you how to be human again. Like, though, there's a there's a list of emotions you're allowed to have. And when you're growing up in L.A. or in Latino or whatever it is, you're only given angry, you know, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. angry yeah. and drunk. Angry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so yeah. now we have more tools, you know, and I know how to communicate when I. You know, uh-huh. and, and I got my wife who, who fortunately she's she's seen me cry like a baby for for whatever and she completely is just very supportive and that's another part of how I'm able to to just kind of transition away from alcohol that's amazing man you know you, you spoke about your wife and, and I, I'm gonna tell you uh Rocco I'm gonna share some uh, experience with me about my wife you know of course you know my addiction you know sent me into uh while I was sitting in jail I got the divorce papers right most one of the hardest things in my life i'm sitting in jail and, and receiving you know uh, divorce papers and and you know that you're already in there and, and wondering what's going to happen you know what you know to to you and then you get these papers and you're like oh man all, all of a sudden it's it's all real you know that that you're you're going to be going you're being dropped like a rock you know and with the, and very well deserved right but um i was telling uh, uh, raul once i was we were talking about something, man, and and then I was saying, Raul, look, man, because I'm married now and a wonderful, a wonderful person. You know, we have our issues. We 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 fuss and we argue sometimes and stuff. And I was saying, Raul, I said, look, dude, I said, I'm just learning, Raul. I, I, I'm like rebooted. I'm 52 years old, man, and I'm learning to live again, man. Everything that everything that I was taught as a as a young guy, I come from Hispanic. I mean, Hispanic parents from Mexico, Lo Draco, for us, the more women the men had, the the better machos we were. Yeah. That, I was raised with that, man. And that mentality was wrong, man, from the very beginning. That's how my dad, which I love my dad dearly, but he was at that, his dad was like that, and mm-hmm. his dad was like that. And that's where we come from. And just yeah. like breaking that cycle, I was telling Raul that, that uh, you know, when I met my wife, bro, I didn't know what to tell her. I didn't yeah. know how to meet a woman. I everything, all my previous relationships had to at least have alcohol. I had to drink a couple of beers to yeah. walk up to a woman and say, "Hey, baby, what's up?" You know what I mean, and be talking some stupid shit. No, but, yeah, say, say like uh, you always yeah, say, "What's up?" No, no. Which uh, one? Oh, what it was a was a girl. What's a guy like you and a girl like me? <laughs> <laughs> dumb and dumber, dumb and dumber. Yeah, I, that's right. But I mean, dude, I, I when I met my wife now, in fact, she, she makes fun of me because I called when we met, I think the next day I called her up and said, Hey, listen, man, they're giving out free hot dogs here at the Walgreens, man. You wanna you wanna go have a hot dog with me? I think I said some stupid shit like that. And, I, and she was wondering, so like, a hot dog? I'm like, oh, yeah. And man, uh, she took the hey, she, she, she she's took back, it. She's, she's back there, here yeah. right now just looking at us like, she, yeah, she, that's true. She accepted the offer. <laughs> yeah, it is true. I'm not, hey, but you know, so I, I, you know, learning me with my sponsor telling me, look, Rick, you got to start doing things different, man. I, I didn't know how to talk to a woman, man, because everything that when I, all my previous relationships, and probably weren't even relationships, yeah. they're just one night stands. Let's just call it what it was, right? 
yeah. were fueled by alcohol or drugs or something like that. I didn't know how to talk to a woman and say, hey, you know, um, I like you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how about you go see a movie or yeah. go have some ice cream? Like, you know, like back in the old days. He but, said ice cream. Yeah, whatever. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know what they say nowadays, man. But uh, uh, but that was my, you know, experience and having to reboot my life again. I want to ask you something, Rocco. Um, if you don't mind, if you want, if you don't mind sharing with us, when in your, uh, when did you realize, when was that moment that you said, man, I, you know, I think I've got a problem. When was, when is the, the time that you could remember that you, that, that, that wow moment going, man, damn, man, why did I do this? Why do I keep doing this? That oh shit. Yeah. That yeah. Shit moment. Yeah. Well, I, when I was in the border patrol, I, I was, it was crazy, man. I remember, like, I knew I was going out Friday night, and I had no idea when I was coming home, but because I always would wake up back at home because the bartender would call my friends, and they'd pick me up. I wrote in about it. They'd, they'd drive me home, and I'd wake up, and I wouldn't have a phone or a wallet or anything on my car, and I'm like, mm. damn. And and being a, I was a federal agent, bro, like, that is, like, the craziest thing to be so careless with a great job and, you know, making good money. I couldn't even complain. My life was great, but I was still doing everything I could to try and destroy it. And that didn't make sense. Like, that was like, what are you doing? I got a job getting paid over 100000 a year. I could retire on this damn job. But for some reason, I'm so unhappy inside that I'm showing up to the bar and knowing I'm going until I black out. And it was this cycle of it and did it several times. And my buddy's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what's the point? You know, and I'm like, I have no idea, man. I'm not sure where this comes from, where, like, I'm so angry with myself. But it was a it was a it was a accumulation of things of 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 just going through a divorce and then dealing with post traumatic stress and and like just life I, I was just so empty for some reason I just was never feeling you know it was it was a it was a bad relationship that we carried on for way too long we both were just unhappy um, you know work was cool but outside of work I'm dealing with so many things that I couldn't I couldn't dissect I couldn't figure out. <clears throat> And I was just using alcohol to try and shut off the noise, you know, and I was, I was essentially trying to, I, I didn't care if I died. It was just like, cool, let's just get drunk until it's done. And you wake up and you're like, oh shit, I'm here again. Mm-hmm. And slowly, I'm, I ended up getting custody of my kids. It's this really weird deal where all of a sudden I become a single dad of four kids and everything kind of shifted. But as it shifted, I didn't go out to Friday, Saturday night and get blacked out. I was just consistently drinking. You know what I mean? Friday night, Saturday, we're doing the thing. And then you start bringing, you know, the, the, the kid party, right? You go to a kid party. <laughs> I, have all the, I have all the beers in the back, but I'm, like, waiting to see the first other dad who does it first, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're looking around like, hey, I'll be back. <laughs> you know, and then when the kid parties turned into, men, you know, adult parties at the end of the night and everyone gets yeah. it just continued. And, you know, one night me and my wife got – really really drunk and it was just man i remember i drove and said this is the worst thing i've ever done because why why did we even do that like we got home and i was like why did i even do that and it was just like all these things where you're just like what are you doing like what like i still have everything going on for me i'm I'm on a show now and everything and i'm still making these dumb choices that can Mm -hmm. ruin everything that can end my life and my wife's life but it's an innocent bystander just because but just taking a chance and then we started to talk about having our, a kid between us. And that was like, I can't control myself when drinking. I want to make sure I'm healthy for this baby. 
let me try and stop. And then at that same time frame, a really good buddy of mine committed suicide. Wow. And I heard the story and what happened. He got really drunk and he got to a point where he just decided to walk up to his wife and shoot himself like that moment. Oh, wow. And, um, and I couldn't understand like the, uh, what brought him to that? You know, like what was that moment for him that just, you know, and I know me and him have lived very similar lives in combat and war. He's done a lot more tours than I have, but having a very similar lifestyle and going through some of the same things, I imagined that trigger was just as easy in me than it is any other of my friends. You know, mm. the last 15 friends of mine who've committed suicide have all been drunk. All of them. Mm. That's a, that's a crazy, crazy. Con- and I can imagine if you go look at the statistics of veterans who've committed suicide, I bet over 95% have alcohol in their system. Yeah. And so there's something that to be said about someone that's struggling with post-traumatic stress and depression and to add alcohol that's a suicide cocktail. Mm. And I would hate to put myself in that position to destroy this beautiful family that I've come to have now uh, because of one night of drinking and who knows, something just set it off. And so to protect myself, protect my family and, and to kind of live a, a better life for, for those around me, I decided to just shut it off completely. Do, do you feel like alcoholism is, is hereditary? I think culturally, right? Culturally, it's what we know is is comfortable. It's like, right? Like my dad's done it since I was a little. I was right watching boxing. He's like, "Me, go grab my beer." Boom, you run to the. It was an honor to be the guy that get asked to grab a beer, bro. Right? Mm-hmm. You run out there, you grab the beer, you bring it back. We culturally teach our kids it's alcoholism is, is what we do. It's just what we do, right? It's what's mm-hmm. always been done. That, that that saying is like crazy to me, right? But it's the same as what's in our music and what's in our food. You know what I mean? Why do I love the food that my mom makes? It's just what I was raised on, you know? And so I think culturally we we make these uh, un, uh, so, you know unconscious decisions of just the way we live our lives and don't realize that we're handing out these traits to our kids and our kids to continue like, oh, this dad, my dad's done it, you know? And, you know, I'm just trying to, fix a few of these, you know, generational traumas. <laughs> man, you uh you you speak a lot. You say a lot in your music, man. And yeah. it, and and it it gets real. Like um man, you uh there's a few lyrics on dang, I got the chill saying that, man, because I felt your music and I feel that you talk about, you know, addiction in in a way. Yeah. And um like like I said before, man, a lot of your fans didn't know too much about I mean, they know you, but they didn't know that part. No, because look at bro, for so many years, I pushed alcohol. Look at man, I got big on social media with a bunch of friends, and we had a group called Drinking Bros. We still do. I love the group, but it was the reason we started a group called Drinking Bros was because we wanted we didn't want a veteran to ever show up to a bar and drink alone. So we mm-hmm. created we created a community so that you can reach out and be like, "Yo, I'm in a Houston area. Uh, I want to grab a beer. I've had a rough day." And hopefully veterans and civilians and patriots that support that will be like, hey, I'll be there, man. I'll grab a beer with you. And back then, it made sense. It's what I would have wanted. Like, hey, yo, I'm going to grab a beer. I need someone to talk to. Boom. You, I thought we were doing a service to mm. veterans. Mm-hmm. Years later now, if I look back, I, I, it still might be good for them. But I know in the long run, it's not the answer. Right? Mm-hmm. The long run to me is not pushing alcohol. It's actually pushing counseling. It's other things. Anything right, outside right. of that. Right? 
And so we started a group called Drinker Bros, and then we started the Drinker Bros podcast. The Drinker Bros podcast was like the number, the fastest, the second fastest podcast to a million downloads in iTunes history. Like we started a community of drinking, and it was cool. It did well. It was. It kind of served its purpose. We thought. I own a whiskey company. I still do. I don't even promote it because, like, I just feel wrong about it. But I, I we 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 did so well in our businesses that we ended up buying a whiskey company, and we have this whiskey brand in like forty something states. Like. So my life was revolved around alcohol. You'd show up to a party to meet fans, and boom, it's like everyone's shooting whiskey and drinking beers, and here we go. And this this culture and community we created that I slowly had to kind of wean myself back from because it didn't make sense for what I was trying to do as a family man, right? Like I'm almost living two lives, right? I'm, I'm yeah. taking one hat off and put the other hat on, right? You know, and, and it got a little exhausting. And so a lot of the fans still to this day, like, hey, bro, I'd love to grab a beer with you. And I'd say, how about a coffee? Mm. Uh, and someone t- two guys today tagged me and like Paps Blue Ribbon is looking for us looking for a, uh, a social media influencer I don't know and two people tagged me today and I just laughed I'm like <laughs> you know? but I, I try not to be the guy that walks around and says I'm sober I'm sober I'm sober, yeah, I'm sober yeah. right so I y- it's a fine line and so that's what? why I wrote that thing for a very important day mm. and there it goes you know but don't don't you think coming out and speaking on it would 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 help a lot a lot as well? You know, I think that I think that's something that's that's part of my own battle, right? Is not, not sure if I if I should be that spokesman. I think there's more people who've had a harder, rougher time with alcohol. You know, that to me probably would be better. But that's you know that's me being my own worst enemy and not believing in myself to be that right. Yeah, you know, it's hard for me to speak to veterans about transition because because. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes I said, I think, why me? There's so many other dudes, right? But, you know, um, it's kind of, you know, I, I kind of uh, self-sabotage on that sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, lonely road, man. I, I know it. It says I, I try to hide it, but I can't keep it to myself. I can't keep it from myself. But that's a deep line. And the rest about the demons, man, it goes, it, it's, oh, man, I, I felt it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, man, that's, that's really kind of saying that. You know, sometimes we're our own worst enemies when it comes to addiction. We're our own worst enemies, right? And and right. and I'm almost scared of myself as much as I am of anything else. I'm more scared of me because what I can, what the, the person I can turn into, right? Yeah, I I, uh, I understand, man. Um, and and I know Ricky Ricky feels the same way. So, um, I, man, there's so much I want to ask you. So, how did you? I know you 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 were in the military for, but you just grad you just graduated. You just retired, right? Yeah, so I retired from the reserves. It was the 18 years of service. I got medically retired. But uh, yeah, so I did four years active. I got activated again later on, and then I stayed in the military doing the reserve thing. And so uh, I retired as an E7 drill sergeant. But it was hard for, to do my job for the past four years. It's been hard because of the beard, because of the schedule for shooting. <laughs> so we were navigating my career as much as we could, and then it got to a point where where both sides of the party were like, well, let's just walk away. It's time. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I was gonna wear the exact same shirt you got on, but I, I, don't, I don't think I could have done it as well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, your motivational speaking, man. Do you speak a lot about about your 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 failures and successes? Always. I think that's the only way to give people some value is just be honest about your own failures, right? Like that might like you know. I speak a lot about to law enforcement and military about balance in the family, right? In the in the in the, in the family life. Like, how do you how do you how do you stop a divorce? Well, first look in the mirror. Like it's, it, it might be you, you might be the problem. Right. And mm-hmm. for a long time, 
for a long time, I was dedicated to the mission. I was, I was in love with my work. You know, I gave my work 110% and I gave my family whatever else was left over at the end of the day after I've had a few beers, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so in, you're living in that reality, your family gets seconds. And when your family gets seconds, you, you become a paycheck and not not a value to them, right? You're nothing to them. And so um, I had to shift gears in that. And, and it was my own fault. I kind of got addicted into making the money. I got addicted into taking care of the family. I got addicted into just being good at my job. Like everything I do, I get fully into it. Like I, I, I've been special operations in almost everything I've ever done. In the military, I've gotten almost every leadership award you can think of. I've got freaking honor graduates in all these damn schools. Like I'm always this overachieving person. And so I decided to try and pivot that towards trying to be an overachieving dad. That might be better. You know what I mean? Yeah, For some reason, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. It's, when I, when it's I, expensive. Well, you know what? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could get expensive. Yeah. Hey, you know, Rock, I was t- I was listening to you talking about uh I, somebody mentioned, I don't know if it was you or Raul mentioning, you know, talking about your failures and successes. I'm going to tell you that my my uh I've had trouble here lately. I can speak really well and and I can I can talk a lot and and comfortably about my 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 failures for some damn reason. You know what I mean? I could sit here and tell you, you know, like the sleep, waking up at the hotel in Dallas with the with the two binge prostitutes. I can talk about all that shit, man, and tell you all the bad things that I've done. But, you know, um, you know, as you know, the podcast being from the big house to the penthouse. Right. I was telling Raul that I was going to to my home group in a. And I got to the point to where, you know, things started happening, uh, Rocco. I was starting to wake up early. I was, I was starting to, now that I was clear-minded, I was able to think better, man. And I started to dig into my career, which was the automotive yeah. field, right? With the Mercedes, you know, not, as you see, uh, you know, we're, we're now, we, 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 we moved our business into the regular, you know, we say regular cars into the luxury sedans, which is Mercedes-Benz, BMWs. And, you know, my career changed when I leveled up a little, you know, a little bit, you know. When I say leveled up, I don't know. No, if I, that's like I, said, I don't know, man. No, I feel still feel a little messed, you know, talking like that because, you know, I, 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 I feel I was sharing as things got better with my recovery, my thinking, I was able to invest more time in my career. Yeah, which, in, which I was able that's, to invest more. Thing. You know, it, my thinking, it seems like it came back, man. I, I started to see things more clearly, yeah. slower, softer. And I just started to make these better decisions in my life. You know, yeah. things started looking up. I mean, as Raul was saying, I mean, I, 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 my addiction took me to a little shack that I was living in, man. I mean, a small shack, literally. And we were laughing about this the other day. When I met my wife, she was Lisa lived in a two and a half story house with a swimming pool. I mean, she was, she's a registered nurse by trade and you know, they, they do good for themselves. Right. I was still living in the shack when I got out of jail. Uh, why she even paid attention to me? I have no clue. Right. But we don't, uh, yeah, it must've been my body. because It wasn't my money. <laughs> it wasn't the money. She ain't paid I tell her, yeah. And she's over there saying neither. <laughs> but, you know, I have, I, I sometimes going back to my group as things started to progress for me, and I'm talking about, you know, financially, spiritually, and, and emotionally, uh, uh, things started looking up for me because for a long time there, man, my 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 self-esteem was really low. I mean, you know, yeah. I had done so many things. I was so ashamed of myself that I sometimes at night I would think to myself, man, I, I, I was so ashamed. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh sharing my successes with some of the people where I was at, these people weren't growing. And if I could say, and I even feel bad saying this, the people that I was, (laughs) you know, with were not growing with me. 
I was growing and I was getting better and I was, and, and I couldn't share these with these people because it made me feel like I was showing off. I was like, yeah. You know, and, and, and I felt like from time I felt yeah. bad. I, I, that's the hardest part. So, so two things, you know, imposter syndrome, right? We, we always doubt ourselves that we should even be in the position we are, right? We sit right, there and right. be like, like, ah, it should be me. Why me? Right. And I think about it all the time. Like, I don't think I should be here. Why, why am I on the show? Why, why haven't they killed me off or anything? You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it, but but we all go through that, and I try and not, mm-hmm. I try I try and shut that noise off a little bit for myself because I feel like just go through the process and just thank God that you're here and keep doing good at it. But you know, you you have to when you say level up. I mean, there's there's something so real about that, bro. It's, yeah. it's look, I had to grow, and I think of it this way: I grew in the direction I wanted to for me. My right, friends right. grew in whatever directions they want to go. That's mm-hmm. on them. I tell people, I say, personal growth is an individual sport. You don't bring people with you, dog, because this is here. I got to get better, and if they want to get better, they got to do the work. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, for the past five, ten years, I've been trying to just do my own work. You know, and it sounds selfish, right? But like (laughs) at the end of the day, bro, like I, they don't pay my bills, I pay mine. You know what I mean? They don't raise my kids, I raise mine. And so, as if I want bigger uh, goals and to achieve so much more, I got to focus on what my growth looks like and where my faults are and how do I fix those. You know, and so. So that's exactly how I think right now is like, I, I, I didn't grow past my friends. I grew in the direction I wanted to go, you know? Right, and, right. And, and, and again, it's hard for me to talk about myself. I hate it. I, I don't like promoting anything. People are like, Oh, you should promote it. And like, Oh dude, whatever. They'll find it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like, my, like my music, I never promote my music. I never, right, you don't bro. I never heard you talk about it, man. No, I, I post, I'll post a pick a new song out, whatever. Mm. And, 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 and it's not for the notoriety of the music, bro. It's honestly mm-hmm. for the healing of the, the writing. I wrote it because I needed that. And I sang mm-hmm. it because it felt good. And I'm hoping that message one day serves its purpose and psh, gone next. You know, once I put a song out, bro, done. I don't care. I go right to another one. I'm writing another one. I got like five mm-hmm. others in the pocket right now that I just sit on. I don't know why. It's just the way my mind works. Like if you start getting excited and chasing the people like, they're going to love the song. It's going to be a billboard topper, all this stuff. Like, bro, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. For me, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Like I didn't do it for the notoriety. I did it because I wanted to do it. I'm a, I'm an, as in the artist side of me just wants to create shit that I think is dope. Right on. You know, I was talking to, uh, um, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I, like what you were saying, man, I, every time you're saying things, Rocco, I can, I can resonate with some stuff, you know, I don't do in, in our program of narcotics anonymous, you know, I was talking to Ernesto is a uh, is a young man that um that that works with me and he he went through his own struggles right when he got out <clears throat> he's struggling with something right now and and not to put his business out there but he's got a situation to where you're doing it someone right now. Uh, well that's okay <laughs> As he, he's <laughs> it's all right but he's going through a situation to where he needs to what what. And this is the part that I, I have trouble saying, but when he needed, when he got out of jail, he went to jail. I, I'll put it out there. You know, he went to jail. There's no, you know, there's no secret. He went to jail went to recovery. He got out. And I said, listen, bro, when you get out, when you get out, you go, go do your time, man. I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. Let me just go ahead and say it. I'm going to put money in your books. I'm going to, you know, uh, you're going to call me, put, you can call people and blah, blah, blah. And I'll be, I will never leave you alone. And I kept my promise. I, I'm, I'm proud to say that. I kept my promise to him. When he got out, I said, Hey, listen, man, when you get out, you don't worry about nothing. You'll have a place to stay. I kept my promise to him. Yeah. Right. 
he's got over a year clean now, man, and he's doing great. He's got a car. He's that blah blah blah, and, and he seemed for the most part he's, he's happy. Okay, um, and uh, now, in fact, we were talking about this today. He's like, hey, man, I gotta I gotta talk to you. We went in the office and we said that we'll talk, right? We sit down, we have private conversations, yeah. intimate conversations, right? It, between two dudes, things that I used to never be able to have, right? Without a beer, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I can have that today, man, because now I know how to love. I can tell another, a friend of mine, an hermano of mine, I tell you, I love you, brother, man. Quit, we're fucking up. I love you, man, you know? So I tell Ernesto, he says, hey, man, blah, 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 this person needs my help. And I don't know, man, he goes, I'm feeling a little selfish, man. He goes, I don't want to have to put up with it. And I said, a little bit, I'm tell you something. If you love this person, I said, and not to throw, I'm not throwing this in your face and I'm not collecting off nothing. I said, but when you needed someone, somebody had to be there for you, bro, to where you're at now. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you don't love this person or whatever, that's might be making it a little different. But if you do, it's time to give back. Look, Rocco, this thing to me in my life, what my, this recovery for me is about giving back, man. To me, it's about giving back because I've been given an opportunity that I wouldn't. Yeah, without yeah, man, without my sponsor, without the people that I call, look, man, I used to call my. I'm not embarrassed. I used to call him crying. I used to call him crying. Listen, man, I'm not gonna make this, man. I've gone too far, man. I, I lost all the money. I lost all the, you know, I lost this. I lost that. I lost the other. And you know, just like he he would help me get out. I would be in this dark space, man. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna get high. Fuck it, man. It's, I'm not gonna make it. There's no way I can get out of this hole. There's no way, man. And what would like they told us they used to tell us man you know what pick up that heavy that heavy brick which is a phone and call someone i have a friend of mine too rudy man he took his life this was about three months ago i'm gonna tell you something man i know for a fact that if rudy would have picked up the phone and called me i would have probably talked him out of it i would have went to him i would have went to him raul and i would i would have probably talked him out of it and he would have felt better. I think the funeral homes at the jails, man, are full of people of uh, guys like us that make that wrong, that that last wrong mistake, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Picking up the phone and, and helping someone or helping yourself, man, helping ourselves, man, to call someone. I, I've been in those dark places. You know, I think to myself, you know what, man? It'll be easier just to go ahead and hang myself from a tree, hang myself. Hey, you know, I, I'll be honest with you here at my shop. This is years ago. I, I said, you know, I was dealing with something really hard, man. And I, I pictured myself hanging from the shop, from the beam. Because you know what, man? Sometimes, dude, hey, our mind, man. Our mind is a heavy thing to deal with when we deal with it alone. Alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nah, that's I agree. My, you know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, that's, I just wanted to share that with you guys. You know what I mean? Hey, Shannon Book, man. He says he's been 400 days sober, man. Oh, he's wow. He's the best place he's ever been. Congratulations, brother. Right, right Bravo. on. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you um, did you do any of the steps, man? Did you did you go into AA or you just did it straight up? I did a few um, AA meetings through because back it was, you know, pretty some of the harder times I had was during COVID, bro. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of, uh, you know, online meetings that were happening, you know? So I mm -hmm. jumped in some of those in the back and just peeking it out, man. But, you know, for me is like, I, I, like I said before, I got rid of one vice and just added something else. You know, I just got busy, I just got busy. And I still, you know, we had a dinner last night and, you know, <laughs> half the people drink and, you know, I said the thing like, what's one? yeah 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 and uh you know i just 
That's how it starts, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. That's two million, thousands, never enough. Yeah, I know exactly. They say how many beers you drink, all of them. Yeah. I saw that picture you posted, man. That's a group of pretty motherfuckers. So you know, bro. Oh, I know. I'm the ugly one. Yeah. Man. Um. Man. Um. Somebody's asking here, bro. I don't know. They're asking if you're filming in Arizona this season. Uh, I can't answer any Mayan stuff. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. Yeah, hey, uh, they'll get on me. <laughs> do you know Shannon Book? No, I don't think so. And he's he's a good dude. He's also a singer, bro. He's he's got he's he's got some good music. He's a Navy doc doc. Is it a doc? I don't. I'm not sure. I forget. Right. Yeah, Probably, he's a corpsman. Corpsman. There you go. That's what it is. Man, I was Army. I don't know Navy stuff, bro. Oh, you were army, bro? Okay, I, cool. I did. I did ten years, man. Oh, congratulations, bro! I appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate it. It was uh, so a lot. He said it. <laughs> so a lot that you do you speak, man. I understand the survivor's guilt, the the PTSD. You, um, man, drinking was my my thing, man. It's all and, of our thing, bro. We're raising mm, a drink culture in the military. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know what? The wake up call for me was, man. I got in trouble by police. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I did exactly what you were speaking of earlier, man. I, I drove and drank, man. And I, I was um I was in a horrible place, man. I just you know, but it's something that that uh um that I needed as a wake up call I needed to, to bring me back to uh to, yeah, to reality, man, to realize that I needed help. Do y'all have a have you heard of veterans court before? Yeah. Yeah, they have a good veterans court here in in Harris and Brazoria County, man. And um, man, it 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 turned me. It turned me. I don't want to say around. What's what's the deal? Like one eighty, I guess. One eighty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have a great program. Yeah, they plaster your face all over the place. Oh, no, that's that, what you say. That's, that's the city. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you say yeah, when you're graduating. Yeah. You're like, yeah, man, they, they, they put your picture all up. I found. What did you say? You found your picture on Facebook or something? Oh yeah, the mo- yeah. the mugshot. Mo- the mo- yeah. They they uh, <laughs> they do it different here. Yeah, bro. they do it nice. Everybody knows you're in jail before you actually <laughs> make it. Yeah, autograph. Yeah, most famous too, but not not the same reasons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Rocco, what keeps you? Listen, man, if you don't, what, what what's your strength, man? What keeps you? Uh, what keeps you grounded? What keeps you? Uh, on track? What keeps you sober, man? What what, what is it? Tell us about that. What, what what what's your strength? It's a lot, man. You know, I you know I want to make my family proud. I want to make my wife proud. Yeah, that's a good you know, one. Like, yeah. I'm I'm driven to be successful, and you know, everyone's definition of what success is is different, but. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a boundary for what I'm doing. I'm trying to do it all right. I'm trying to be, you know, like you said, when, when you stop, you know, when you stop doing whatever it is, you have time, right. You've, mm-hmm. you've opened up so much more time. You've, your mind is clear. And for me, I want to write everything I can. I want to write books. I want to write scripts. I want to, I want to produce shows mm-hmm. and, I, and I need nothing that's going to slow me down. You know what I mean? And so I'm, I'm driven to be successful for for a lot of reasons you know the the veteran community you know as much as they support me i i feel a little bit of pressure of trying to trying to do well for them as well right and so so i as much as i I probably don't have to give myself that pressure i just do because i want to i want to make my community proud i want to make my ranger the ranger regiment you know my my unit proud you know i want to i want to make 818 you know my hood where i grew up proud i just want to be i just want to I want to do right by my people, man. And I, 
you know, there's the kids, my kids don't know what life's going to be like. And when they get to that age of like any kind of doubt, they can look and be like, dad wasn't anything special, but a driven man, you know, and <laughs> with, with that drive, I was able to achieve anything I said I wanted to. That's just the truth, right? Like, I don't think I'm special. I don't think there's nothing special in me, bro. I'm dyslexic. I'm, 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 I'm everything you can think of. There's, there's issues all over the place, bro, but I'm driven as fuck to, to accept my weaknesses and try and work on those. I'm cool with failing because I just learn from it and keep growing. Mm. That's what's up. You, man, um, I, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to say, man, but I just, I understand. You know, um, do you have something else? Um, so what's, what's your hopes for the future, uh, Rocco? What, what's, what's in your future, uh, with, uh, uh, with recovery with Rocco uh, as a, as a businessman, as a family man, yeah. we know that, uh, we, we could tell by, by you that you, you, you're a family man and you love your children and your wife and your, your, your home. How do you balance? If you don't mind me asking, how do you, I'm, I'm going to tell you something about myself, Rocco, uh, uh and to, to give you an example of what I'm asking that. Me as busy, man. I stay super, super busy. When we came here to this business, to this, to this location, <clears throat> you know, I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, bro. I had no clue. I was telling Raul, man. I mean, I work and I work literally from sun up to sundown. And you know what? I love it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I enjoy it. I love the money that it produces for me. I love that my daughters can come to me and say, Dad, I need this thing. And it's cost uh, these thousands of dollars. And I'll say, okay, here's a here's a debit card. Here's a credit. Go get it. You know what I mean? I love that feeling, man, uh, that I'm a provider for my children, for my wife. And 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 some people sometimes may think that I'm 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 very materialistic, uh, Rocco. And 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 part of that, I feel like it might be true, Raul. I've been working on that part. I don't I don't but, think you, uh, you are. Don't think man. So? Hmm. Uh, but uh, well, thank you. I think you I think, I think you flaunt it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's what the, that's what the difference is, right? Yeah. All these classic cars I'm out there haven't built, but. Here's the thing, man, and I'm going to give you this example real quick. I remember about two years ago, bro, this office where we're at has a long hallway and straight ahead, and it goes out to the front of the shop. <clears throat> and my daughter, Ricky, we were busy, 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 and I was rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling. I was on the phone and blah, 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 and doing some sales and, and talking to clients. Ricky, she used to get dropped off from the bus here in, at the shop. And she comes in and I heard her go, dad, I saw her at the, at the end of the hallway. Right. And man, dude, I was, I was in the middle of closing a deal with a, a pretty big size uh, job because we restore cars too. And sometimes they, they, they get pretty pricey, right? My clients for me, for us. Um, and, and I was like, Oh my God, man, I can't believe she wants to talk to me right now, dude. I, when I said that to my mind, I, I shut the door. And I could see her as I was shutting the door. I could see her face. And then she turned and I kind of I opened it again. And I saw her, this look on her face of disappointment. Right. But I was like, man, I got to do that. And I went and finished the deal and sold the job and other. And I came back and I was like, man, I can't believe I did that, man. But I have to produce, you know, I have to produce income because I love them, you know, and 
for the last couple of years, Rocco, that's I've been dealing, I've been trying to juggle that to where I can slow down enough and really love what I mean, put it, pay attention to the things that are important in life, man. I mean, I yeah. am busy and 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 I love my children, I love my wife, and and I love this business, man. I mean, this business gives me everything it has given me so dude. I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm living a dream, bro. I'm I'm, I, I love it. But I'm gonna say this. Um, Tell me. So I, I have to go after this because my wife's okay. calling me. No worries. But it's all good. But um, yeah, balance, man. Like uh, it sounds like you know I I loved my job too before, and I lost my marriage because of it. And the marriage should have ended years prior. But if you even if it was a healthy marriage, it couldn't have couldn't have lasted. Right? They say loyalty has an expiration date. You know what I mean? And you know, every woman has that moment of they, they break when you're gone too much in, 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 in that sense. And as well as your family, they only, you know, time is the most valuable thing you have. And you know, this is time. So it's either time with your family or time at work. And if it's time at work to pay the bills, you, you pay bills. You, you're, you're a, you're a bill payer. You're not a father, right? In my head. So I try and coach my kids. I try and drop them off at school. I try and pick them up from school. I try and be relevant in their lives as much as possible. Now, that's hard for me. I work in L.A. half the time. The other time I'm there, you know what I mean? But the days I'm off, I drive or I fly home. And that's just something that we, me as a family, me and my wife as a family decided that I will be home every weekend that I'm free. So I drive or fly home every single weekend for the next five months. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And that's to be relevant in their lives in some capacity. They're playing sports. I'm there. You know what I mean? I'm saying goodnight to them. I'm taking them to school when I can and then boom, right back to work. And then I fly Mm. right back home. It might be exhausting for me, but Mm. I can tell you, I know exactly what's happening in their lives. I've been there. I've seen it. And, And I've just been very fortunate to have that now. But I wasn't in a position where I had that before because I had to work every single hour all the days just to just to pay the bills. So I've put myself in a position where I can do that. And at the same time, it's like, say another show picks me up. I have a choice to say yes or no. Me and my wife will sit and talk about it. Does it make sense? If it doesn't, no. I don't mm-hmm. need, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not driven. I'm not money driven. I'm family oriented driven. And I want to have money for freedom, not because I care about nice things. Right. And so I like the freedom of being able to be home when I need to be. But I, but I also don't have a home that's so expensive that if I don't have a, a job at mine, I can't afford my lifestyle, right? So I try, I've balanced that. So I would never have to work crazy hard ever, ever again to support the family unit because I've made it where I don't need a very – we don't have an extravagant house. We have a nice house. You know what I mean? I drive a Toyota Camry, bro, because it's good on gas when I drive back and forth. You know what I mean? Like I've done everything I could to make – my time at home, the most valuable time I have and, and been very smart with that time. But, you know, my wife still wants more because she likes me being around, you know what I mean? So, right, we, right. Yeah, so we always navigate. Right. And so I fight that daily. That's my biggest fight is less time at work like this. Like I've said, I used to say no to my family and yes to work because <clears> that, and now I say no to work, yes to family more often. And that's, that's the balance that I try and keep daily. Right on. I couldn't say that yeah, better myself, I understand brother. That. Yeah, yeah, brother. Right. Man, we know you got to go, brother. We want to tell you, man, appreciate you being on the show. We thank you, man. Absolutely. It's, it's an honor. Absolutely. And, uh, and we get, man, we look forward to seeing you. Yep.
Appreciate yes, you, sir. Man. It's good to meet you, Rocco, man. I appreciate your time, brother. Thank you. And no, if no you're ever in, uh, ever in Texas, man, come by and see us, man. Oh, I'm in Texas it's twice a year. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's I'm right. in San Antonio twice a year, every year, bro. All right. I'll shoot you out. I'm going to be over there, I'm be over there yeah. tomorrow. I'm going right. to check out that, uh, that other business you got over there. Yeah. Well, Hero Sports? Oh, or, them too. Oh, Mike, yeah. Mike's a good dude, man. I like that. I was yeah, talking Mike, about uh, you still Warfighter. involved with Warfighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Warfighter Tobacco. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I'm gonna play. teach. I'm gonna bring my man some cigars. Which ones yeah. do you recommend? Oh, uh, dude, get him a sampler pack. He can try them okay. all. There you bet, go. Bet, all I'll right. do that. All, all right, fellas. Right, we'll appreciate it. Man, Ricky, we're yeah. still on, bro. Just so you know, oh, man, man, it was, it was, it, that was good. What do you feel? Was How do you great, feel, man? man I told, yeah, that was awesome. I told you you'd like that dude. Man. He's, a, he's good a good dude, dude man. man. He's really yeah. down to earth, yeah, man. Yeah, he is. He's cool. Shit. All right. Yeah, man. And I, I kept yeah, touching cool. you, not because I was telling you you're breathing in the mic. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the way I talk. <laughs> I thought you were trying to have that sex. <laughs> <laughs> Now with that my man, gum. You, man, tell hey, me why you made me take off my goddamn gum? Because you were chewing in the mic. Yes, we're still on. Hey, with that, uh, guys. All right. Uh, you got anything? No, that's it, man. It was a great, great man, dude. That's one good dude, man. Yeah, man. I told you. Like, yeah, I told yeah. you. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. We need to get him in uh, get him in here. Uh we need to get him in here again live. Hey, we'll get him in here live yeah. next time he comes. Oh, we'll down, visit man. him in San Antonio. Shit, say yeah. Let's go right now. Right out here you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with that, guys, if you nah. haven't, be sure to follow us on Facebook. Be sure to show, be sure to always uh, share us. And um, as always, he's still breathing. You hear him chewing and breathing <laughs> in that microphone? <laughs> as always, we appreciate you guys. Hey, Ricky. The lie's dead. The lie's dead, we brother. Do we do recover. Right on, got you down. <laughs>